hello, broads. If you right now are thinking, um, excuse me, it is Tuesday, and normally Tuesday episodes are Bachelor recaps, and I'm pretty sure that there was a Bachelor episode last night, so WTF, and my, maybe you're feeling a little bamboozled. Um, do not worry. We had a little bit of a episode schedule shift uh, just for this week, just for this week, because tomorrow is our Queen Becca's birthday, and I could not have her coming in and recapping until the wee hours of the morning when she should be taking a couple days to relax and enjoy the day of her birth. Um, So today we have a special episode where we are going over your sex and relationship questions. We had so much fun doing this. If you all enjoy it as much as we enjoyed doing it, let us know. We think we we think we need to do a part two because we have so many good questions left. Um, But Thursday, Thursday, we will have our Bachelor recap episode out. We will be covering the most recent episode of Mr. Matt James and apparently Tyler Cameron. I haven't watched the episode yet. Very excited to get into that. Lots of tea to cover. And I believe we'll be having a special guest or two that you will love. Um, so that will be out Thursday. Cannot wait to chat with you all then. Um, but for now, please relax, kick back. Get sexy, sexy with us. And uh, let's get into it. Mm-mm-mm. That actually wasn't too bad. Let's get into it. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, broads. I don't know why. Every time we start, I want to say now, like, good morning. <laughs> what is that from? It's it, like, it's like, good morning, something family. Or like, it's from a show or something. I feel like, I you don't know. what know. I'm talking about? Yeah, I feel like it's The Office. But I think, no. I, I feel like everything Yeah, I know, you think the every- office. <laughs> I was going to say, what did you say? You said last week something was The Office when it was really... George Bush. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Michael Scott. Honestly, though, the fact is this. Michael Scott is on my brain often. We're talking about sex today. And the fact of the matter is I am so attracted sexually to Steve Carell. And I've been just watching a lot of The Office again. I just can't help myself. Are you attracted to... Would you sleep with Michael if you worked in The Office? Um, you know what's so like it makes my body hurt to say it, but one hundred percent. You would. You what? would, you little slut, for sure. <laughs> I would one hundred percent. Because like just how like I just know afterwards too, he would just make such a stink and be obsessed with me and I would hate my life. But I just but don't you would, know if you wouldn't be able to resist. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist because every once in a while he just throws out those lines and you're like, wait, why all of a sudden is that charming? You're a nightmare. Also, just the Steve Carell, the daddy energy is too strong. <laughs> That's real. That's real. <laughs> well, today I am really excited to be talking about sex. I think this will be really fun. Oh, also, apologies if uh, apologies for the order of this week. Got a little shaken up. I mean, I don't know why I'm apologizing. You're just going to have to wait a couple more days. Girl, for never apologize on the episode. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry, guys. I'm getting a little too worked up because I deleted my Instagram. And, you know, my life has literally never been fucking better. <gasps> I'm not joking. I woke up this morning and it was like, 
the the birds it was were like chirping. The, um, the sun no, no, was no, shining. It was like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the montage from like um, Five Hundred Days of Summer, where it's like oh. you make my dreams come, come true. true. I was like, <laughs> wake up, check my phone. <laughs> There's nothing to fucking check because I don't have Instagram downloaded. Ah! And I was just like, doo, 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 it doo. is a freedom, yeah. a freedom. Do you know what I'm considering? Like straight up, because every once in a while I need something really radical in my life. I'm considering maybe I'll take a year off of Instagram, a whole year. Yeah. Wow. Like, like I'm actually thinking. I was thinking about it last night. Have you seen Interstellar? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know why. <laughs> Interstellar many times. It's so good. <laughs> so obsessed with my fucking art class that just makes us watch sci-fi movies like halfway through the movie i was like my mission well i've been reading the pattern app and it's like you need to focus in on like what your mission is and what your purpose and is like what are is what you're doing right now like fulfilling you and blah 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 or are you just aiming towards material gain because like you're not the type of person that material gain makes you happy and i was just like thinking about it and i was like Maybe I need to quit Instagram for a year and I'll talk about it all through 2021 and like do a little like, you know, maybe press circuit and try to like get people on my side. Like let's detox off the off the gram and get back, get off of the matrix. Instagram is our matrix. It's true. And honestly, like (laughs) it would feel like such a purge then to be able to then have but then also have an outlet like the podcast like your patreon exactly to then exactly but then you wouldn't be consumed with the insta all the time i you know what i feel that i truly do right that's what that was my thought i was like well the podcast like that is exactly that's an outlet to still be able to share ideas to have like a purposeful exchange with like the world that interests me but yeah i'm like all right, maybe we just save up some money this year and then take a year off year off the IG for 2022. Who I knows? mean, thinking I, about it. I don't I don't think that that's a bad idea. You know what was really fun is I was talking with one of my girlfriends uh yesterday and her and I hadn't like had a like a long Zoom sesh for a long time and we were kind of like working together and she's been off Instagram for about 8 months now in just social media in general. And I started bringing up all this stuff she had no idea about. And it was so fun. I was showing wow. her everything. I was like, have you heard of Zillow Gone Wild? Because you showed me that. I'm showing her all this shit. Her mind is blown. I'm like, well, you know, horse girls from TikTok. And she's like, what's a horse girl? And I'm showing her all the horse girls. And she's just like, what happened in the past few months? I don't Dude, understand. for real. And oh it my was God. fun. Seriously, taking off the past eight months off of Instagram, what a time to be off of social media. Right. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And she's like, she's like been super just like, yeah, I've just been, you know, super invested in like the news and all that. But I'm just fully off of social media. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, do you know what anything is anymore at this point? (sighs) I mean, that's the one thing I'm like, am I going to lose cultural relevance? Like not me, but like, am I going to be out of touch with what's culturally relevant? (laughs) Nah, I don't think so. I took off eight. I took off a year and a half off Instagram. Um few years back like I want to say in 2015 so I guess Instagram wasn't quite popping but it was still pretty popping and I took off a year and a half off of all social media and um I didn't at the end of that time period I didn't really feel like I was missing out on that much to be completely honest do you know the last time that I took a break off of social media was um like fully off of it was um during a breakup 
that's that's when I did mine. Mm-hmm. That's when I did mine. It was after a bad breakup, and I was like, "Gotta get off it." I, yep. That I think you and I talked about that broads. If you haven't listened to our breakup broads episode, oh, I feel like yeah. it's one of our that's best ones. You and I both talked about how that's one of the biggest recommendations that I give to anyone who's going through a tough breakup. I'm just like, delete social media. I know the temptation is to want to like still, you know, see everything that's going on or even keep up with your ex or whatever. But it's like, Uh it's the best thing ever. Deleting all of my social media when I was going through a breakup was like a a full game changer for me. I was able to heal so much faster, I think. Yeah. And you know what I've been realizing sometimes is like, or what I've been thinking about recently is we've been talking about, you know, like with the social dilemma documentary and just in general conversation, how social media has been dividing people so much Mm -hmm. and like just with like political and ideal, like ideology, political ideology, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And just in general, like, I don't know, it's become this sometimes like really toxic outlet for opinions that I, I use it uh, in a toxic way too. I'm not pointing fingers. Um, but it's like, man, if we could all figure out ways to, I think maybe doing a big detachment and then come reincorp figuring out how to incorporate it in a healthy way. In bits, yeah. Yeah, I'm also considering that maybe during that year, if I take a year off social media, I'll write like an influencer tell-all and I'll be like, this is how much money influencers are making. Like, this is like, like basically, yeah. And I'll call it something like beyond the screen or something like that. And I'll just like talk about like the secret just like, world like of just influencing. Spill piping hot influencer tea. Well, yeah, everyone I, I, wants I'd get to like, know. People well, yeah, and I'd get know. like, I'd get like anonymous women. Like, I'd be like, what was your highest paid gig ever? Like and talk about that kind of stuff because I feel like people really have no idea. I want to read it. I'm so curious. I only know like, you know, a little bit of like what you've told me and obviously like I'll do some ads, but I'm like micro micro. So it's like, you but know, that's even fascinating to talk about. That's fascinating to talk about, too, though, like what even like what micro influencers are getting paid, like what the whole ad process like entails. I don't know. All that stuff, I think, is pretty, pretty interesting. It is interesting. Well, you know what else is interesting? Mm -hmm. Us talking about sex, relationships, etc. Broads, listen, Mm. I know that we typically, today is the day that normally the Bachelor recap drops. Um, We, because it's Becca's birthday, it's like, gotta give the woman just a breather here and not do the late night watch and recap. So, our Bachelor recap episode will be dropping on Thursday. Um, And also, just a heads up, I think we may be joined by some special guests, which will make it even mm-hmm. more exciting. So worth the wait, broads. Um, but listen, it's almost Valentine's Day. So, you know, just to be cute and cliche, we thought we'd do a fun just to be cute. sex relationship like Q&A episode. And you broads sent in a bunch of cues that were so good. And honestly, mm-hmm. If you all like this, because we got so many questions, if you're living for this, maybe we do a part two next week. Who knows? If this is something, let us... So down. Let us know. Let us know. Um, Okay, so can we just hop into one? Because I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so down. I had this a big question for you because this was just applicable in my life, okay? Holy shit, there are so many questions. I love this. I know. By the way, I'm going through all of them. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. First question, I'm excited okay what's the best time of day to have sex 
I don't think that's a universal answer. It depends on the for me. It depends on the scenario. Uh, it depends on whether or not the kid the kids are home. Like, I mean, for me now, I may have had a different answer earlier in my life, but for me now, I have to know that the kids are one hundred percent fully down for the night. So yes. like. And so preferably like 9 or 10 p.m. where it's not too late, where I won't be stressed out about losing sleep. Uh (laughs) But I've already had a moment to de-escalate from the day and relax and breathe and like pause. And I when I know the kids are fully asleep. So, I mean, that's just so particular to my situation, though. Yes. Um, Yes. Otherwise. Yeah. That's my answer. What about if no kids are involved? Are you still a night person? No, I mean, it depends. Like sometimes morning sex is nice if you're in the mood. Sometimes just like, sometimes I don't like doing, I get really anxious about like wasting time. So sometimes like on a lazy Saturday, I don't like having sex at like one or 2 p.m. Because then I'm like, oh no, I feel like I have to like shower and what a just like waste of two hours in the middle of the day. Okay, girl, I, regard child or not, I do not like nighttime sex. I get in a mode where I'm like, I just want to talk. I want to watch a show. Mm -hmm. I want to I get that. I I want to be in my sweats and I do not have anything in me. I don't, I like maybe a little bit of cuddling, but no, I it's the the nighttime is not it for me. To me, I feel nothing better than an afternoon. I mean, for me, it's like, there's nothing better than afternoon sex. Afternoon wow. Delight, that song really, really hits for me. I <laughs> do love that song. That song is such a smash hit. Like, <laughs> I love it. There is nothing Sky to me. Afternoon Delight. Boo! Speaking of Steve Carell. Afternoon Delight. Yeah, it's a, that's, a, that's a banger. Uh, well, to me, nothing, nothing is like... Be like having sex and you feel like the sun coming through the window like midday and you hear like the birds outside and you have sex and it's like you know you're not in if again this is again very contextual but if you're not in a rush and then once you're done having sex you're just like kind of like lays around for a second you're like should we go like get like do happy hour somewhere and okay i feel that oh my god i feel that but for that scenario like i feel like i've become so much more anal as a as a mom now sure sure if if the house is perfectly clean and i don't have any work to do that is amazing i'm so into it yeah if our like bedroom's kind of disheveled and there's like clothes to put away like it's a no yeah or like dirty dishes in the sink i'm just like (laughs) yeah no i i I feel that though but i I hear you No, if you're in mom mode like if if yeah you especially you just put the kid down for a nap and you're like i have a hundred things i need to do don't even get near me right now but oh when you don't have that ideally Ideally, actually, okay, I would say like afternoon. See, my like I said, I get anxiety about like wasting time. But if we were like outside in the backyard, like maybe going swimming or like oh. doing backyard chores and mm-hmm. then just taking like a little pause to have sex, I'm super down with like, that. Like what Love is that. better? What is better than going away for like a couple days or even if you're go- like gone on vacation for a week and you're by the pool and you're, you've been there since like 10, 11, mm. you lay out. And like, you're like, oh, it's like two, three. Should we go back and take a nap? Okay, that's different. That is different because like, oh. like, because th- then you're gone. You're away from responsibility. Sure, sure. 
Well, I'm so there with you. But then I'm you, there with you. After being just like just in the sun for hours, yep. you go lazy, back, lazy. Mm, when cool. you said the sun coming through the window, I felt that oh, like on it. It's like level. lazy rolling around, and then afterwards, like you take a shower and you're like, let's go out to dinner, like on our little vacay. Oh my god, it's honestly, I want to cry right now. I miss vacation. <laughs> I feel like Palm Springs could happen soon, you know? Like, let's do it. You know, we, fi- we keep we're, our we're fingers getting there. crossed. We keep our fingers crossed. We're, we're getting there. Um, I believe in all of us. Okay, Browds, we have to take a quick pause, but I need to ask, for those who have breasts here, do you remember how excited you were to shop for your first bra? I think I was maybe 12 or 13, and I was so excited. Um, and that excitement lasted for all of about 30 minutes into my first bra shopping experience because I quickly realized that it sucked. Okay. Dimly lit fitting rooms, less than friendly sales associates, picked over size racks. Underwhelming would be the understatement of the year. Of course, for years, that was the standard bra shopping experience, but no more. No more because you can enter Third Love, okay? The online bra shopping platform that has totally changed the game. I mean, you can shop for a bra from the comfort of your own home, which is a major upgrade. Then you can find your perfect fit and style by taking Third Love's fitting room quiz. Uh, It's designed to get just a quick understanding of all the things that'll help determine the right bra for you, which is like breast shape, current fit issues your personal style, and inclusive sizing. Okay, Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, and they also offer half cup sizes, which is a game changer. I'm in love with every single bra I've gotten from Third Love. They've They've done it. I can't wear any other bras, okay? I'm I'm third love for forever. Um, But I also love that if I get something that isn't quite right, exchanges or returns uh, are super easy and completely free. Zero risk shopping is my kind of shopping. And third love even donates all of their gently used uh, return bras to people with breasts in need. So far, they've been able to donate over $40 million in bras. Uh, That's pretty incredible if you ask me. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash chatty now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash chatty for 20% off today. So broads, broad babes, you know I can be struggle city in the kitchen, but there is a savior and the savior is Green Chef. Green Chef is my favorite meal kit. They're actually owned by my other favorite meal kit, which is HelloFresh. So if you've used HelloFresh before, then you already know the drill. But Green Chef delivers pre-measured, perfectly portioned, mostly prepared ingredients right to your door so you can spend a lot less time stressing about what to cook and a lot more time enjoying delicious home cooked meals. Uh, Green Chef is based around healthy recipes and wholesome ingredients, but they offer meals um, like keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, and so much more. And they are delicious, okay? Family, let me tell you about one of their meals I had the other day, apricot glazed tofu. It was so good. I need more. I need more right now. Their meals in general are just so delicious. Um, And not only do Green Chef meals taste good, they're good for the planet. The most sustainable meal kit on the market, actually. So whenever I eat a Green Chef meal, I feel good about what I'm eating and how it got on my plate. So go to greenchef.com slash 90chatty and use code 
90chatty to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90chatty, 90chatty for $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that's when you use that code 90chatty at checkout. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I want to ask this question because people always ask this question yes. every single time. It's one of the first ones I'm seeing. But um, how often do you have sex with your partner? Hard to know what's normal if you've only been in one intimate relationship. And, you know, um, no shade to the people asking this, but I think this is the wrong question to be asking. There is no, there is, I truly do not believe there is any normal. Mm-mm. No. I've had different amounts of sex with different partners. Like, I've, ne- I've never had one consistent normal for myself. I you know? I completely agree. I and especially like different like different years, different months. It varies so much. I also just don't. And again, this is no shade to the person asking because this this was a question that used to weigh so heavy on my mind, especially when I first got married and I was still, you know, dealing with a lot of that like shame purity culture, being like the wife yeah. and providing a certain like type of sex life for my husband and blah blah blah. I would always look up like the national average or like every Cosmo article, interesting, or whatever would just be like on average most couples have blah blah blah. And I remember looking at that at different points in my life. And sometimes if we were above that, I would feel this weird, like gross pride about it where it's just like, totally. what are you pr- like? What are you proud about? Like, and then at other points I would feel shame because I'd be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. we're not even close to that. And that's the average. And I feel like that, that, that culture is so toxic for people to be like, this is the totally. average amount of time. Like it just creates something that's should be so individual and unique to situations, like make people feel bad about shit for no reason. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. And I, um, l- what you're talking about with that weird sort of gross pride, I've totally felt that too. If like a friend is confiding in me and like how like, oh, we only have sex like once every two weeks or like once a month. And I'm just kind of like, oh, and in my head, yeah. I'm like, you kind of have a problem. And like, I don't, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, back up. That's not right. Yeah. But I've totally been there in that mentality of like, I guess my sex life is healthy and yours isn't. And like, right. And it's just like, and also like, it's, it's just so, it then is like this, it creates this environment that doesn't allow people to be less sexual, to be asexual. Like it doesn't allow for people to, to say like, hey, you know what? Honestly, like my partner and I, maybe we just have lower libidos and and you're going to like somehow say that our sex life is unhealthy. Maybe we, ver- we very rarely have sex, but when we have sex, it's great. Quality over quantity. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Also, like when you're taking into account normal, like how about what's normal for having sex when you're grieving, when you've lost mm-hmm. someone, you know? Like mm-hmm. I've been, I've talked about this with a couple of friends lately, you know, what's normal when you're stressed and worn thin postpartum, you know? What's normal when you're in a high of your life and you have no responsibilities and you have no financial mm-hmm. stress and all that kind of, like, that's all gonna vary. It's so true. It's all, all those factors are gonna affect things. I've only recently gotten over it too, like probably a year or so ago where I was kind of like, who cares? And if we go like two weeks without having sex, two or three weeks without having sex, like whatever, we'll probably like get back to it. And if there's something else that's holding us back from having sex, like maybe we need to have some deeper conversations or seek counseling. But if we're both feeling like good and we're just going with it when we feel it, like, you know, totally. I, I, and like what you said too, when you say like quality over quantity, I know for us personally, like, we used to have uh, 
way more sex and now we have less sex, but the quality is better because, you know, I when, when I say this, Evan has never even gotten, like, there has never been any sort of pressure. The man, in fact, is the opposite. He's sometimes, it's just like, you can, no, we're you, good, can ex- we're good. you can explain, tell me when you want to, like, it's fine. Don't feel like you're like, you know, whatever. But I put that pressure on myself coming from, again, from this, like, from the Christian culture, but I think that that's just like culture and like so much culture, culture in general. Feeling the pressure to please your man. Exactly. Yeah. That I'd be like, oh my yeah. God, I, we have to have sex all the time. Like he has to come home and I have to just be ready to have sex. Da, 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 da. And it was like, and there were so many times that I wasn't in the mood and I had sex anyways. And it was just like, you know what? I, I now we have sex when we're both in the mood and wanting to have sex and the sex is way better. It's way yes. better. To be honest, I've only really started exercising that the past six months. Like um, in the past, like, and I guess it sounds yucky when I say it out loud, but I think most women know what I'm talking about. Like, you're like, no, I'm not really into it. And then you're like, meh, fuck it. I mean, I guess like, who cares? It's yeah. not really that big of a deal. I'm not really that into it, but I guess I'll just do it. And it's just, you just kind of like, oh, whatever, go along with it. It'll take like five minutes. But I, in the past like six months have really exercised being like, no mm-hmm. and then being like oh are you sure come on babe and i'm just like no yeah like back up like no and honestly that's been really empowering for me yes you know and yes i so i think that's really healthy to exercise i think that that's so i think it's really powerful too and i think you know then when you're when if you have a partner then who i know like i'm like you right for myself that shifted for me and all of a sudden mm-hmm. evan's kind of like are you like, are we okay? Like all of a sudden. Yeah. And I, it was actually like such a great conversation to be like, my love, like this has nothing to do with you. I just realized, and I explained the whole thing to him, like as a woman, like this is perpetuated and I have this shame. And like, do you want me, do you want me going into the bedroom feeling obligated or do you want me going Half-ass, into, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or do you want me to go and going into the bedroom wanting to jump your bones right and he's just like well no I don't want you to feel obligated and I'm like okay then you understand it's just it's not about you and also then keeping the open the line of communication to be like I also understand that you may be more sexual than me so that might Mm -hmm. look that like you know um you're gonna be pleasuring yourself more and like let's have that conversation and like maybe sometimes you know it doesn't have to look like, uh, you know, you and I are running to the bedroom and having some like, you know, crazy romp. Like, you know, sometimes, honey, like we'll go, let's do go high school and do a little handy. Like I can, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the open line of communication. I feel like is really becomes so much stronger when you are, are doing what you were talking about where you're just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to right now. Yes, I want to right now. And just, yeah. Yeah. Making, setting those boundaries. Do you ever find, I, I realized this recently, do you ever find that when you are having like a lot of creative or like professional energy that you have um, less interest in sex? Queen. One million percent. Right? One million. Like sometimes I'm just like, in my zone where uh-huh. I'm like, I'm doing this, this, and this. I have these ideas. And like, I'm like, I'm literally like, sex doesn't even cross my mind. And almost when I'm approached with it, I'm just like, ew, what, what is this frivolous pleasure like you talk of? I only have minds for professional things in intellectual things, you know? It's like, it's business, so interesting. Business. I'm, I've really noticed that lately because I've had like a lot of 
creative energy at certain times and I just have no sexual drive during those periods of time. I completely agree with you. It's almost like when I'm in sometimes and that's something that I'm I'm actually personally on a journey with right now because sometimes mm. when I feel really in my like creative business power, I don't like you said that feel that sexuality at all, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination, but I love to figure out how to blend the two together more not out of pressure to of any expectation but more like I see people who and I know people who when they are in their power with business and with creativity that that like heightened sensuality and they feel interesting empowered sexually and I'm kind of like oh I kind of want a little taste of that like that feels Mm. like that would be fun so I've been trying to I don't know that's something that I've been trying to dive into but it's it's that's not how it is for me it's like when I'm I'm in business (laughs) I am like yeah I'm like you I'm like don't even get near me with like like, stay six feet away but I think it's like I've heard someone explaining it before maybe I'm gonna butcher this but I've heard people explain it as like chi you know like life force and life energy and like sometimes your life force and life energy is directed towards other things and so you don't have like that chi to like use for sex at that time because it's just driving a different part of you yeah so that makes sense to me and i've heard of actually men not like not ejaculating or to like preserve their life force which might be something different that's like a hot thing to do right now (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. No way. I heard about it like years ago at some like, you know, hippie festival thing where they did some panel talking about really? preserving your well, chi. Yeah. Th- I've been the podcast that I listen to, like a lot of the guys are like, we we do not like we do not masturbate anymore because <laughs> we are preserving this. And they'd like ha- like they're a few of them are like, I haven't masturbated. Their girlfriends are like, You're coming in fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I uh I think it's interesting. It's an interesting like choice and um yeah, I think I'm so fascinated by some of the guys who are like, yeah, I used to masturbate really regularly and now I haven't masturbated in like 10 months. Gray's doing three months with no porn right now, which maybe we should have him uh, check in on the podcast and tell yes. everyone about it. Because <gasps> I made him do it. <laughs> I said, you need to take, you need to take a, like, not because... Not because it was necessarily, well, I don't know. It's It's difficult to say what is or isn't affecting your sex life when it's been one way for a certain period of time. Um, True. So he's never taken a significant break from porn, you know, since he was a teenager. So I was like, let's just let's just do a little detox, um, especially when you're watching. I, I do have feelings about watching mainstream porn and watching like certain like the kind of violent sex that is done to women and, and consuming that the, that imagery every day and this sort of like instant gratification. So anyway, so I was like, just like try three months and uh, yeah, it's interesting. He he's like he has noticed different things where now like at um he's like at work and stuff. Like if a girl comes by and is like I he's like I am having a harder time in real life sure. drawing my eyes away from like from girls and like women's bodies that I didn't before it just like didn't matter if I I would just like you know go watch porn when I could and then masturbate and now it's like he's like being very like more visually drawn to which is interesting but um you know it's it's so funny i um i can tell now you know after having been with evan for a long time that like i can tell in 
the bedroom by just his energy if he has been watching a lot of porn or not. Like, it's very Mm. clear to me now where I'm like, okay, like, I can tell. And sometimes, like, it's, like, then we end up getting in a discussion where it's, like, like, how frequently do you think, like, now, like, we need to balance a little bit more or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's so interesting because, like you said, Evan, if he's not watching porn, he is, like, way rowdier in the bedroom. And it's way more, like, you know, like, let's make love. And it's, like, what you know, and he's doing his thing versus... It can get more lackluster when he is like consuming. Totally, isn't that interesting? You sort of would think it it would have the opposite effect, but I've noticed that too. Like, there's almost more like exploration and curiosity and interest um, when porn isn't being consumed as frequently. Right. It's just like what what is this a boob? (laughs) (laughs) Fascinated by its crevasses, etc. It's like what? Oh my god! It's I'm also one of those people that. I'm always also one of those people who's always like uh, fantasizing about like, oh, imagine living in the 1800s and like never seen like another naked body before and being like discovery, like not knowing. Well, I guess sometimes that could be kind of bad not knowing anything about sex. But I think that's so fun. That idea of like exploration. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. Um, Mm, Let's pick another question. Okay, Question for you. Do you um, think that. Oh, oh, here's something fun. Do you have a weird sex story? Any weird sex stories? Like, what are we talking with? Like, weird, like freaky stuff? Like, what is? <laughs> I don't weird, know. <laughs> weird sex story. Oh, one time I had. It's <laughs> not weird. Just kind of gross and stupid. One time I had sex with my menstrual cup inside accidentally. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Did it hurt really bad? No, I didn't feel anything. I didn't notice until after. And then I was like, holy shit, I had my menstrual cup in. And he was like, yeah, I felt something poking me. That's not that great of a story. That, that's actually like a fright of mine is I have this like fear of getting a tampon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Getting something stuck. I'm I'm very scared about that. And I think a lot of it has to do with how long my acrylic nails are, because like, honest to God, it's already a struggle that I'm like, if I got to fish something out with my sharp ass nails, I'm afraid. OK. And. I guess I just have Evan do it, but I'm just like, it just freaks me out. Weird though. Nothing that like weird. Like I can't think of anyone like that I've hooked up with who like did something weird. Like I know you have stories. (laughs) I know you have stories. You know what? I don't know. You have them. I don't have anything that like I don't have a lot, but I do have one that was a really like odd (laughs) moment. And listen, broads, I'm not attempting to kink shame anyone. This is his thing. <laughs> I was waiting for that. God that bless. Not kink shaming. I am not kink shaming. God bless this man. It was just a very, it was not what I was expecting. And I was also, you know, fairly new to like sexual exploration. So it was not, it wasn't like I've had all this experience and I've seen different kinks and things. Like I was, you know. A little, uh, was I a sophomore in college? I don't know, but I was a late bloomer. Anyways, so I, there was this guy that I was like, had gone out on a couple dates with and we- I'm we, terrified right now. <laughs> we end up going back to his apartment and uh, start making out. And he then proceeds to like fully disrobe, but it was like, again, we're in a consensual, like okay, it's all sure, going on, sure, it's sure. fine. And he sure. like very like quickly fully disrobes, right? Like, like 
shirt off, pants off, underwear off, socks off. Like without it, like, like as if he was in like a like a basketball like breakout suit. Like all of a sudden he was just like snap snap snap. Everything was it, just off. Exactly. Like he pulled away really quick and just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like full nudity. And I'm like, all right. I typically like to like undress each other a little bit the first sure, time. Like sure, that was yes. a little quick, but like that's fine. Whatever. He that. <laughs> He then immediately lays on the ground and I like crawl over to let like flat he, on the he ground. He laid on the ground. <laughs> lays on the ground and I immediately like crawl over to try to like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to straddle him and start making out with him. And he goes, he's like, grab that blanket. And there was like a little like throw blanket on his um, couch. And he's like, he's like, wrap my dick up in it. And I'm like, what and he wanted me to like make his dick cozy and then do what like give him a blow job but like make the dick cozy first so i'm literally like trying to figure out like what the guy wants and he's like helping so you're trying to still be sexy about it like just yeah like, i'm like yeah. pulling it over and i'm just like oh i'm gonna put your dick to bed like <laughs> like we're gonna tuck it in but i put i take nighty the- night <laughs> And so I take at first the blanket, this like throw blanket or whatever. And I start to like kind of like tuck, like, like put it over it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then he kind of like helps me. And he obviously he has his process and he has it a situation like, you know, in the Charlie Brown, you know, in the Charlie Brown Christmas where there's like the little tree that they have and Linus takes his blanket yep. and like wraps it in a circle yep. around the You base. know what? This is what I was. This is what I was envisioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is how he crafted it and okay so like did he okay so like i could kind of see where this is coming from like maybe did he want it to be like a glory hole type scenario where it's like an anonymous dick like anonymous anonymous dick disconnected from his body you know like and that you're just kind of like using that's kind of hot yeah i i I hear that and i that makes sense to me he was more talking about like it feels so good (laughs) Like it was more like the cozy <laughs> comfort, like his dick like needed a little sleepy. <laughs> like it was specifically a blanket. Like that's what it he was wanted. like a throw that was like that like faux fur, really soft throw material. And he I think he wanted his dick to get like wrapped up and be cozy. Now now so I'm again I'm a newbie at this. I am not like I have not explored. So I am very confused as to like what's going on. I mean, I, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's, a conf- it's confusing. It is. And, and so yeah, I like, you're like, like a, you want me to like jerk you off with the blanket? Like, I you was know, like, it's like, I was like, tr- like, I was like, I was giving him a blow job and like also like simultaneously like using the hands, doing my, doing my thing. Sure. And he would kind of like readjust me a little bit. Like it would kind of like, he'd like readjust the blanket and be like, whatever. And not like in a weird way, but like he was like helping me with what he wanted, but like not really uh-huh. explaining what was going on. And then that motherfucker, like, after he was done, it was like, okay, bye. There was, like, no, there was no, like, yeah, reciprocation. Yeah, fuck this weird blanket, dude. So, so he made me fucking go over and wrap his dick up like a weird Linus from Charlie Brown Christmas Christmas tree, <laughs> make his dick all cozy, like, put it to bed. And then he was like, bye. I'm like, can I not even explore any of my kinks? Like, I just got to do this to you? 
straight up like that should be called like the christmas tree skirt because it was like he wanted a tree skirt yeah <laughs> around maybe you should have gotten him a tree skirt and you could just velcro it you know around having a nice little blanket situation be like, hey so my nana actually is great at crocheting she made your dick a little dress and so <laughs> fuck you for like not like trying to please me at all but like here's for your next exploration or like when you're alone enjoy I'm curious, like, if anyone has any explanation to, like, what kind of, if this is any kind of specific kink. Truly broads, please. Like, and I'm asking. Please let us know. Like, please slide into my DMs and tell me if Because any- I thought my theory made sense, but then you said that he was really into, like, the feel, you know? Yeah, he liked the texture. The texture. And I, like, if, if anyone else has experienced this and has been, and, like, it has, or their, or their partner is just, like, I love when this, when you do this, like, let me know because I have not come across that since. Um, this one I really want to talk about because I think that it has a, there's a bigger conversation to be had about it. Um, mostly just because I want to talk about it. I guess that's kind of selfish. At what moment did you realize your partner was the one? Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to do you, why don't you go first since you know you you begin okay okay um okay no actually I will because then I want to hear what you have to say regarding sure. like bouncing off of what I have to say sure I am trying to get out of this in this the one indoctrination interestingly I recently read something about um something like called uh you know I haven't been diagnosed but sometimes I have uh brain things that are like similar to mild OCD. Mm-hmm. And I saw on some OCD page, something called like, um, like relationship obsess obsessions or compulsive compulsions, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. OCD stuff related to relationships where you constantly obsess over whether or not your partner is the one and then are constantly using tools of measurement to gauge whether or not like, like, okay, it's been two months and I felt this way, but I haven't felt this way. Like that must mean that they're not really the one. And I have done that my whole life. Like sure. yeah. in a relationship being like, and having these little like mind games and tricks of like, oh, well, I haven't felt this yet and we're at this point, so that must mean like, and and um, I was forced to get over that when Gray and I had Ruth together mm-hmm. and I realized how this, the one uh, I, idea has really fucked with my brain for so much of my life and so much of my dating experience because if immediately some, according to my gauge, if this person wasn't the one, because they, for some reason, then I would be like, oh my God, I have to get out of this relationship. I'm wasting my time with someone who's not the one. Mm -hmm. And there are some relationships that I wish I would have just enjoyed and had fun with and let them run its course until they weren't supposed to run their course anymore and just enjoyed instead of constantly obsessing over whether or not this was my person. Yep. Yep. You know, there's a question later on in this that I had highlighted that said, if you could go back to your uh, pre-relationship self and know anything about dating, what would it be? And I Mm. legit wanted to talk about it because I was like, if I could tell myself anything, it would be just enjoy it. Just relax and just enjoy it and stop trying to like end game everything like what's the purpose of this where are we going with this instead of just enjoying to get to know a person in an intimate way and have that be what it is and if it ends up becoming more than that great you'll know but if not then you just had this great time of getting to know someone like in more of an intimate setting 
And I don't believe that there's any such thing as um, as wasting one's time. I really don't. Even if the relationship is bad or ends up bad, I think that the cool thing about romantic relationships and any relationship really is that they hold a mirror to you. You mm-hmm. learn more about yourself through the way this other person sees you and through the things that this person brings out in you. Mm-hmm. And so good or bad, you're going to learn something and you're going to be at a different level of knowing yourself and no, after every relationship, you know? I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like, am I feeling the right feelings that I imagined myself feeling when I met the person that was going to be my husband, et cetera. Totally, totally. And, and you know, I, I feel like I keep harping on this, uh, but it's just really interesting to me right now about the idea of expanding relationships and non-monogamy of like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, look, if if God forbid one of us was to even pass away, I mean, if I wasn't to find someone I wanted to share my life with romantically again, like I'm fine with that. But also like like then would was Gray the one and then there's no other one. And so then any other relationship I have after is just like subpar to mm-hmm. my first relationship that was the one. Like I just don't really see things that way. Yeah, I'm so interested too when you say like someone like passing away or whatever, I, I'm... I'm thinking about relationally, like in your older years, like I know some people who ended up in their later years um, when they became single again, finding a partner who they lived with and they'd consider their romantic partner, but they never were sexually intimate, but they were romantic Mm. with each other and they were partners and life partners and best friends and like it didn't have to include sex for them. And they were so happy to be in that situation that they found someone who they connected with in that way. I feel like, I feel like, you know, we've made this like societal norm where it's like you have, you find your one person and they are your perfect match sexually. And you guys are very close and you have a bow. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Like, did, did, did you see the 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 series on Netflix called You just reminded me of it when you were when you were talking about this. It was something about love. I can't remember what it's called though. Damn it. Maybe it's just called Love. But it's like a mini series where like um each episode is about like a different romantic relationship and there's one about an older couple that gets together after like they they're both widows and then they get together and like they fall in love and, and like a part of the episode is just like, we're both so much more easygoing now. Like we don't fight. Like we are in the time of our life where we're just trying to like blissfully enjoy yeah. life and like, and we enjoy life side by side together and like love each other in this, in this, in this time. And then he, he passes away and it's about her like experiencing joy again. Like once her partner, even though it was for a few years, like they shared a beautiful, it's a so beautiful, beautiful place in each other's lives. It's so beautiful. I, I, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting to me. Yeah. I know, I know for myself, like if you were to be like, when did I know Evan was the one, it would be like, I knew via, you know, trials and tribulations in our relationship that I wanted to be with him for a, for a long time. Like he was the person who I had, like personally for me, it was like, I have the most fun with him. He sees me, he respects me. I'm I'm attracted to him like they're all like those like accumulation of things I go like yeah I I I want to be with you for a long time um 
Don't but, you think it's a little different too when you're younger? Like you dated, started dating Evan when you're younger, and I don't like when people ask act like younger love is lesser. It's just naturally more naive, which is beautiful in its own way. But like when you're young too, and you're dating someone, you're like, "This is my person, my husband." Yes, and like now that's how I used to be. Like yeah. with my oh. first, my first love, you know, it was like, "This is my husband. This is my person till death do us fucking part." Yeah. And uh, you're not getting and away now, from me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And now as an adult, I felt like it was a much more gradual process where I was actually sort of like thinking logically through things in a way that I didn't when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Not to, like I said, not to downplay that because that's beautiful, but in its own right. But as an adult already experiencing love a few times, I don't think the experience of the the knowing of the one is quite the same. It's well, I'll tell you this. I mean, when when Evan and I so, you know, we were together for a while, then we broke up and then we got back together. But the first time we broke up, I think one of the biggest reasons that we broke up is because I uh, was holding on to it too tightly. Like Mm -hmm. it was like it was we had put both of us put all of our eggs in each other's basket. It was like you are like it was very much like you're my soulmate, you're the one and only, you're whatever. And especially, like, that's always how it is, in my opinion, but especially when you're young, that's so much pressure when you're developing and all that, that, like, you're down each other's throats constantly and the bickering was out of control because it was like, you were, he was always... as wonderful as he would be he would fucking miss expectations of mine and I'd miss expectations of his and and because we had this like perception of you are supposed to be my other half like you complete me I don't like that ideology of like you complete me like without you I'm not complete like that to me that just festers unhealthiness in a relationship so it's like we were bickering. We weren't healthy. The jealousy was out of control, all that stuff. Mm. And we broke up. And at that point, I would have told you, he's my only one. He's my soulmate. I need him, blah, blah, blah. When we got back together again, we both had this conversation where, and I, I said it in my wedding vows, where I was like, I, I knew that you were the one when I used to uh, think that I needed you and I held on too tight. And then when I realized I didn't need you, but I wanted to be with you was when it worked. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's to me where it's like, yeah, he's I I, he is like the light of my life. I treasure him so much. But I like I don't think that there is not a world that like I could be with someone else and he could be with someone else and be also just equally happy, maybe even more happy. I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, if Evan dies, then it's like, all right, on to the next. Where when am I going to find my next boy toy? Am I, I mean, right? if Evan dies, what's going to be the <laughs> biggest thing is like, do I go young and have the boy toy, or do I go old and have the sugar daddy? Probably old. I can't, I don't have time for the youth, honestly. Like, I've heard that having like, what when, about both? Why not have an older sugar true. daddy, and then you also have like a little boyfriend that like takes you out to like the hip clubs, and you guys get turned. And that's you're true. I do like I like balance. Mama. <laughs> I do like balance in my life. And then you come home and cuddle with your very old, decrepit husband. Yes, I put his cute little dentures in the cup and I like clean them and I give him a kiss on the forehead and then I go and sleep in my other room. (laughs) I love that. You actually answered a couple of these questions about your relationship because people were talking about like, what is it like knowing your husband since high school? What was the breakup with Evan about? Um, Yeah, I mean... Knowing someone since high school is an interesting thing. I will say there are, I always get funny when 
when I talk about this because I'm a little bit like do what I say, uh, not what I do a little bit. Like I felt mm. like I was in a situation where I really lucked out um, where him and I grew together. But in general, um, I, I'm definitely not a huge proponent for su- getting married super young. <laughs> I got married super young because of Christian pressure like that. That's just it at the yeah. end of the day. Um, and I, you know, and I, even when I say I'm lucky too, like I'm great, I should say I'm grateful. Like I'm grateful because I still want to be with him that we happened to grow in the same direction. Um, but knowing someone young, it is fun because we have some crazy stories. Like, you know, you, you have like, you have history. Yeah. And we're able to be like, oh my God, remember such and such from, from freshman year in high school. Like, and I, and I've known Evan, I've been friends with Evan since I was 10 years old. So we have like, oh my God, remember such and such when we were in sixth grade and blah, blah. Like we have these, the best. we have old memories and we like all, we grew up in the same circle. So we like know this, like we have these funny stories. So that, that's really like a fun, a fun thing to have, which I think that would probably be hard for me if Evan and I were to ever end to go into a new relationship and not have that because that is something that I do enjoy with him. Yeah, and I I totally feel that because even with Gray and I, like when he talks about memories from childhood and stuff, I'm like, oh, like I wish I got to experience that too so that like I could know what that was like for you or like know what you were like at that time. And that's like a really fun journey to have with someone. Yeah, yeah, Um, no, for sure. I think that's like, that's there, like there's something to be said when people connect with someone who's like oh we grew up in the same city because we have that to talk about or people who are drawn to people of the same religious background as them because you're like okay Mm. like you know we have that to talk about whatever but um yeah that is you know it's a fun thing one thing i do want to say though i don't know if anyone asked about any breakup stuff but I remember after a really bad breakup, I had that. Actually, it's a different fear. The one you're talking about it, uh, is like that makes total sense. But I remember being like, "Ugh, I don't want to start over like um, getting to know someone from from the ground like, up. Ugh, like that's exhausting. Yes, exactly. Like that's just going to be. Ugh. But I want to encourage any of you that are going through a bad breakup right now or any, you know, anything like that. And you have that feeling. I want to encourage you that when you meet someone that you're interested in, in that you really want to start a relationship with, all that's fun. Even though you're doing the same thing all over again, it's so exciting yeah. to like have a new partner and learn those new things. So if you're in the middle of a breakup right now and you're feeling that way and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to get to know someone from from square one. When you meet the person that you should be with for that, for however long, it's going to be like fun and exciting totally. and interesting. And if you don't put the pressure again, like we were talking about earlier, if you don't put the pressure of on the yourself one. of like, okay, I have to meet like, is this guy, is it going to be long-term? Is this girl going to be long-term? It's like, is it going to be like the relationship that I had before in terms of intensity? Right. No, but what you're, what you're saying makes, what you were saying makes sense though. Sorry. I, I feel like we keep stepping over each other with zoom. I feel like what you're saying makes sense though, because I, Evan and I were talking about that with friends the other day with friendships of like, it is wonderful to share history with a friend and to feel like you just know each other without even having to communicate anything. Cause you've been there for each other through yep. all the shit. Yep. 
Okay, broads, here's the thing. Sustainability has taken a front seat in fashion the last couple of years, and I am loving it. So, of course, I have to share my number one most favorite sustainable brand that I buy for me and for my daughter, and honestly, every single person I can give it to as a gift, a special gift, and that is Rothy's. Broads, this brand is doing something so cool. They make super, super stylish shoes and bags out of 100% eco-friendly materials like recycled marine plastic and repurposed plastic water bottles. They're incredible. You know we love Rothy's. Uh, even Vogue agrees. Rothy's shoes and bags are fabulous. Okay, you can check that out. The first pair of Rothy's I ever got were their best sellers, the Point and Black, which I still to this day reach for all the time. They're an amazing shoe that I wear like as a incredible, like cute little basic, but like a pop statement. But they also have so many um, styles out now that are so fun and they have great new uh, patterns coming out constantly. I go on their website and I just drool on a regular basis. Um, They're also so comfortable. It's kind of mind-blowing. And the best part is that they're 100% machine washable. So anytime your shoes or bags need a refresh, simply toss them in the washer and they'll come out looking good as new. And if you have a child, you know being able to put things in the wash is absolutely priceless. Um, My daughter has a few pairs of Rothy shoes and she's obsessed. They come in, like I said, a lot of fun colors and patterns. And of course, she's free to run through as many puddles as she wants because all I have to do is pop them in the washing machine and they look brand new again. Shoes, bags, and now face masks from Rothy's. You name it, I'm adding it to my cart, okay? So check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash chatty. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash chatty. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash chatty today. So Broads, I've become somewhat interior design obsessed over the last year, and I mean rightfully so, considering that 2020 was spent almost entirely in the confines of my own home. Um, I've tried searching high and low for pieces to add to my living space that I truly love, like high and low. I've been looking like all over the place, and I have to tell you time and time again, a place I find myself always going back to for absolute perfection is Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane home pieces are gorgeous. You're probably really familiar with their luxury wardrobe staples, which are incredible, but I'm telling you, you heard it here first. Their curated collection home essentials, they might be the star of the show. They're just, they're just so good. I've been drooling over their furniture for quite some time, but I'm currently loving their accent pieces like the cashmere blanket, I literally will not let go of it. It is so soft. Um, And something about just a cashmere throw, I mean, it's just, it's luxury. It's amazing. And I'm here for it. Let's be honest, 100%. In addition to home accents, Jenny Kane has the most beautiful handcrafted furniture pieces that will last a lifetime, like beyond high quality. Every design is focused around the most beautiful materials and natural textures. It's basically like the Malibu home of my dreams paired with the most beautiful Pacific Northwest uh, craftsmanship that you could ever imagine. It's like if you came up with a dream Pinterest board that you would just drool over, it's just, it would just all be Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane, long story short, every piece is an absolute dream. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Get 15% uh, off your first order when you use code chatty at checkout for a limited time. That includes furniture two broads, okay? That's 
15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E, JennyKane.com, promo code chatty for 15% off your first order. This is a this is a quick, like a very random, strange, off uh, topic one, but I'm super curious, Becca. What are your thoughts on period sex? Are you like somebody? Do you enjoy having period sex? Like, yeah, I think there's something kind of like taboo about it, and kind of like dirty, and kind of like I don't like actually like dealing with the blood. I should make that disclaimer. I I don't. I'm not turned on by that personally, and it's messy and kind of gross. But like, um, there's something that's sort of like dirty about it in a way where it's like Ew, let's just do it because even though I'm on my period because we're so horny like we don't even care that I'm on my period like that kind of that's yeah. kind of hot to me I that's you know period sex is one of those ones and I'm embarrassed to admit it but that's something that I'm like kind of still working on myself with like eh. that but that's like but but I'm saying it's it's a like I don't because of my weird shame background where I'm like, this is something that is unclean to someone else. So I am embarrassed. He's going to be grossed out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not like, a, oh, I don't want to do it. It's like, I'm that's that's one of those ones that I and I think, you know, sorry, sorry, moms. But like that was something that my mom was. It was just like that. You just don't do that. So it that that's mm. still sometimes when like. We're about to like have sex. I'm on my period. I hear like mom in the background and I'm like, shame, shame. And like, I don't know. That's that's one I was one. I was curious just because that's one that I'm like, I'm I'm currently trying to like process through and like deal with my like the shame culture through it. I mean, I've I've had a couple partners who have just been like, yeah, I don't like that. And I totally respect that. Sure. It's like, I understand. Like if blood was coming out of my partner's dick, like I might not be into that. <laughs> Like I can understand how that's that totally. someone doesn't feel comfortable with that. Totally. So I I am very like accepting of people that are like you know I'm not into it in terms of like partners and stuff. I totally get it. So I feel I feel very neutral. It's like yeah. I'm like okay if you really don't want to have period sex that's fine. Like, but I don't like okay I I will say this I don't like when guys are super um like I'm like just believe me when I say that like my. I'm I'm tapering off the end of it and like I'm just gonna take my I, this is kind of gross but like I'm just gonna take my tampon out and like we'll have sex and I promise yeah. there's not gonna be like blood everywhere I'm like don't be like just trust me like don't be a <laughs> don't be a, a wuss about it and be like oh no you just had like your tampon in like and like I'm not pouring blood like come on I don't like that that irritates me where I'm like don't like you don't have to be scared yeah, 1,000% off of that. Do you know what one of my biggest, oh my God, one of my biggest, like if you want to enrage me and get me to walk out of your house like like as quick as, as, quick as I can what? if we're having sex is if we're like making out, we start to have sex, blah, blah, blah. I go down on you, right? And then you won't let me fucking kiss you afterwards. Fuck you. That's fucked up. That gets yeah. me so mad. Like when guys are super weird about like, like if let's just say I swallow. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, ew, no, 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 no. I'm like, I have walked out of someone's home before and just been like, like, 
get yeah get, that's fucked up get off my property and he's like this is my house i'm like get off my property <laughs> oh oh along those lines i feel the same way about like if i have a tampon in or like a menstrual cup in and there's nothing coming out and everything's clean like i've showered and someone doesn't want to go down on me like i'm not talking about anything around the actual vaginal area i'm talking mm-hmm. about just like clitoral area that pisses me off i'm like there's no fucking blood anywhere <laughs> there's nothing coming in contact with your mouth like stop it that makes me really mad i completely yeah i get that see this, this is it's all in the same vein to me where it's like i completely understand when it's not someone's like cup of tea and they're like yeah. not like comfortable and that's why it's like we love communication during sex Yeah. It's like, if you're not into period sex, there's no judgment. That's fine. For me, it's like, I know that I um, am working through it because I know that it's not that I don't want to have it. Like, it's based in shame culture for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But when that makes sense. Yeah. But, and so that's my thing. It's like, if you aren't okay with certain things sexually or not comfortable with them, communicate. But when you're just like, ew, no, I'm like, go away. Yeah. Also, like I get mad at actually that's happened before with Gray because I'm like, he doesn't understand how menstrual cups work. So I'm like, you don't have a vagina or a period. So you don't know how this works. Like I'm telling you, like there's there's a barrier here. There's not nothing's going to make it. Nothing's going to make it out. Like totally. You're like, I'm it's not it coming way. out. I'm like, just yeah. I'm like, just trust me. Just trust me. That's that 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 annoys. But I also do get that, too. It's not like I'm for I, I don't I, I by no means do I force him to go. I'm like, do it like I'm on my. Yes, I know I'm on my period. Like, I don't care. No, I don't do that. But I'm just kind of like, OK, understand how it works, y'all. Yeah. Anyway. No. Oh, I hear you. Oh, even just okay. even just remembering some of those times gets my blood boiling. Just I will say like the no effort for reciprocation too, like oh. pisses me off. Oh. Oh. Because the amount of times like <sighs> this makes me so mad. So it makes me so heated thinking about it. Cause guys' mentality is like, I already came, so like I'm not really turned on. So like I don't really want to like finger your E out because like I'm not turned on anymore. And I'm like if if you ate me out or if you made me come during sex and then i just straight up said like oh like like imagine oh my god imagine how guys would react if we like if you came during sex and then just was like oh pushed him away and it's just like and then just got up and walked away like the dudes would lose their mind they'd be like what what i still have a boner like it is, and that, I, but the way that that goes the other way, like, well, I'm not, I'm not turned on anymore, like, so I'm just not going to do anything for you. Oh my god! Like it, it was like when How I had rude. when I had fucking Christmas tree dick. Like he, it was just like he wanted me to perform his specific kink, and then it was just like, okay, so that that was that was cool. Hang, I'll, I'll like call you later, and it was like, uh, pardon me. I remember specifically this guy who we were like low key sexting, not like full on, but just like, oh, like, here's what we're going to do when we hook up. He was talking all this game, bitch. The amount of times, the amount of times I used to drive to dudes who had just shitty dick game, weak dick game. That's hard to say dick game. Um, Oh my God. So I drove like, it's of course like one o'clock in the morning. Cause I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm like spending the night with a few friends and being like, I'm gonna gotta like hook up with this guy. Yeah. Drove fucking across town, like 20 minutes or some shit. Get there. He can't, I can't come inside because it's like, I don't know, whatever. Like his parents are awake, whatever. Yeah. So we hook up in my car. He comes in, I shit you not, probably like 45 seconds. No, no exaggeration, probably 45 seconds. Okay. And then like zips up his pants and it was just like, like, wow. Okay. And then that, that, and I was like, and I literally said to him, I go, that was it? Uh, and he was just like, well, he was such a little fuck boy. He was just like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God. And I'm just like, I was so livid in that moment. I would. And then do you know what? <sighs> you Oh, there is so much shit actually with this guy in particular. Oh my god, I have so much tea. This about him. fuck boy. But what else did he do? He, I have so many. It's actually the wildest thing. I I lost my virginity to him. He's the one who I hooked up with. Lost my virginity to, but he didn't know it. And then I actually hooked up. Remember this story? Yeah. New broads. I'm going to give you the spark notes. Basically, I hooked up with this guy. There was a guy I was actually in love with at the time. Then later that night, I hooked up. Basically, on the day I lost my virginity, I had sex with two different guys because I'm a slut like that. What's up, bitches? So anyway, he was the guy that I hooked up with when I actually lost my virginity. Um, then, so then that happened like however later on. Then he was best friends with my with a guy I started dating like three years later like they were best friends and then roommates so I was at one point even oh, living no. with him my new boyfriend and oh, he no. was living in the room across the way and get this oh no oh no <laughs> bitch I am the most sus I am not like this anymore I was so sus what one oh. time, Jess? Oh my God! Wait, wait. Okay, I think. Am I breaking I, up? Am I breaking no, no, up? No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I think uh, I, re I think I recall you. Talking okay, about I actually, this. Have, I have so many stories. Okay, at one point, like I was in New York. I remember on a trip with one of my girlfriends. I was sexting both of them at the same. I feel actually, it's it's kind of shitty, but also the boyfriend that I was with at the time cheated on me. So like, whatever, it's even. I was sexting both of them, like taking the same videos and the same photos and sending it to both of them at the same time. And it was my boyfriend who I was in a committed relationship with and his fucking best friend and roommate. And I was sexting them both. I have to know, what was it about this guy? Because it sounds like he was a major shithead. He was. Ew, but now I'm just was he, was he by like, him. Was he super hot? Do you just have like a he thing? He was really that you he were was like, really cute. Yeah, he was really cute and he had this like fuck boy like um like anyone who's been in art school will know what I'm talking about. He had like the art fuck boy vibe where he was just like thought that he was the shit, thought that his artwork was the shit and it, he was like kind of cool, whatever, but he was just one of those dudes that was just always like he was all about his aesthetic, like would only date girls that were like in his a certain aesthetic. And so I kind of felt like cool. Yeah, you felt but I also, special in that way. Like he's, you know, <laughs> he's into me. But it was also sort of fun and deviant to be like, I'm sexting like my boyfriend's roommate on the side. And then one time too, oh my God, we all got drunk at a like at a friend's house and I was like let's drive up to my grandparents cabin so we drove up to my grandparents cabin like at 11 o'clock at night we just like drove up there 
and um we were <laughs> all like the three of us were in bed and I was in the middle. It and was just the three of you that went. Yes. Like, I can't believe this happened. This was the perfect setup for a threesome and I missed out on the opportunity. I know my boyfriend would have said he wasn't down, but like, I think that he actually was probably down. Yeah, I was going to say, I, did I your wanna... boyfriend, it's it to me, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading into this the wrong way, but to me, it definitely feels like your boyfriend maybe had an idea of what was going on and like, maybe he was down. I... I kind of think that he might have been a little bit of a cuck. Okay. Like, and I okay. don't say that in an offensive way. I think no, like I, a proper, I am, like... I fully support. I fully mm-hmm. support. I actually want to ask him about this, too, because I know I sort of feel like he might have had an idea. I also would always joke with him, but I was only half joking that they, too, had, like, some sort of thing. They had been friends since okay. childhood. They okay. had been friends since childhood, and I always sort of had... I'm sorry for... I know there's someone listening to this who knows exactly who I'm talking about, but I'm not naming <laughs> any names. But I know there's got to be at least a couple people who are listening who are like, oh, my God, Becca. But I always joked and was like, you guys like, oh, like, when are you guys like, when do you guys hook up? Like, did you guys hook up before I got here? And I don't think anything actually ever happened. But I still feel like there's always been some sexual tension between them, which I am so mad that I maybe one day um, we'll have a threesome. But anyway, I know for real. I'm just like (laughs) I was laying in bed between them. I actually feel really bad about this because this wasn't right. This wasn't this was um, I was being deceitful. He was straight up like touching me like touching my legs and stuff as i'm in bed right next to my boyfriend oh my god like it's, slipping it's, his he wasn't actually like doing anything but was like sort of slipping his fingers in my waistband and stuff mhm yep i'm getting real i'm getting a little bit i'm getting a little bit a little hot randy. bothered over here like it's so wrong but it's so hot like i'm sorry it's just like oh Especially like especially having this idea in my brain and maybe it's not true, but just having this idea in my brain that your boyfriend was like into it. Like that is just, oh my God, this is just like. But one time my, like I was staying at their house for like a few weeks when I was in between apartments. And one time I got there late at night and only he was there. Like my boyfriend wasn't there, but I was with my brother, but he didn't know my brother was coming. So he opened the door and he like, I wasn't expecting this. This was weird to me because he like, picked me up and like grabbed my ass like oh my god hi like went to giving me a hug and I just went to give him a hug and he like picked me up like kind of hooju style and sort of like had his hand sort of down by my butt and then he saw my brother behind me and my brother was like <laughs> and I was just, just in the background just like uh and I was and I was like uh and then he sort of like put me down all quick and then later on I was like Joel what the fuck was that and he's like bruh I don't know and we were both like was he straight up like if Joel wasn't there, was he about to make like a serious move on me and try to fuck like and we've never and we'll never know. And that's like why we need to get him on the show and interview him. <laughs> so I need both of them on the show to talk we about need this. To have, uh, ask my boyfriend if he knew. But then, yeah, after my boyfriend and I broke up, he also admitted that he cheated on me. And I was just like bitch what um you're like so, how dare you only i <laughs> so maybe i'll tell him maybe i'll like because i never actually told him about that so maybe i'll just tell him and be like did you know that me and blah 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 we're like because they're still like best friends i'll be like do you know me and blah 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 we're like yeah sexy at like the same time and yada 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 he's gonna get so pissed at me but i kind of want to start some shit and tell him <laughs> i mean honestly life is dull right now you should start some shit <laughs> right <laughs> Okay, enough about that. All right. 
<laughs> anyway, but that was kind of some fun shit I forgot about. It's you ever think back on stuff that happened like years ago and then you're like, wait, whoa, this was like actually really freaky. But at the time you just kind of it was just sort of what was happening and you didn't yes. think twice about it. Yes. You want to know- have any stories? Yes. I yes. Say, do you have any stories about that? So when Evan and I were first dating um, and uh, we were still in high school together, uh-huh. we were there with all. OK, so like we had like a group of like eight friends that were super close. Like we were like the worship team. crew. Wait, I think we've <laughs> talked about this before. Did I but go ahead? Okay. No, not on podcast. I don't think like, I oh, think OK, you and I, yeah, yeah, you and I have probably talked about it. Okay. And we would often, so my parents, like we had I already like, know, I already know where you're going with this. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm we, so here for it. We had like the, like the backyard that the kids would come hang in because we had a pool and a jacuzzi at the time. And there was a numerous times, but one night that's mm-hmm. very vivid to me that all of us crammed into the jacuzzi, like all eight of us. And mm-hmm. Evan and I were sitting next to each other and he was fingering me and I was giving mm-hmm. him a handy in the jacuzzi and it was like we were all squished together Mm -hmm. and no one knew and like there were some bubbles but I still don't know how people weren't aware because like I'm sorry both mine and Evan's faces were giving it away pretty well like I'm, I'm like trying to have a conversation and I'm just like uh like, whatever and Evan, and Evan is not good at hiding it like he just looks like he's about to like pass out the whole time so you're just like how are people not aware that this is going <laughs> did he come in the hot tub no, 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 no. I couldn't. I okay. could never. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that feels like that feels very wrong with people that just not knowing. Also, in general to me, like that's not right. Like people don't. But it's like the, I had this high school brain of like and I knew but like, also what they don't know can't hurt them unless people then do actually know, you know, that's the thing. It was like, you know, I mean, but we're, but again, the. I don't looking back on it. I don't feel bad because I know all of them did the same shit because we were all dating. Like everyone had like their boyfriend, girlfriend, like coupled up. Yeah. And I know for a fact that on one of our mission trips to Mexico, the one of like my friends was sitting next to me. I like I was uh, next to this couple friend of mine. And I know underneath the blanket as we were driving to our missions trip that they were doing the Mm -hmm. same thing. And I was sitting up Mm -hmm. right against them. And it was kind of just like, well, this is the only way that this is Mm -hmm. the only time we get away with this because our parents are so strict and we can't be alone together. Like, I mean, we could but like it was such a thing. And I'm like, that's kind of freaky. Like, like, it's like a thing. (laughs) I have to that. Okay, so it wasn't exactly where I thought you were going with it, but I'm sure you can relate. In high school, it would be similar where we would be at the one friend's house whose parent didn't care if everyone was there, you know, with in the bedroom with the door closed and the parents didn't check in. Because like, you know, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, their parent had some shit going on. That's why it was okay for 10 high schoolers to go in the room with the door closed and they would never once check in for the entire night. That was that was definitely our my family (laughs) was really that was my house cut cut to my parents getting divorced like two years later it was like oh they weren't around because they were fighting like in another it was just like the kids are doing their thing and they're not present yeah so we had a friend like that (laughs) where we were all we would always be at his house and um i'm sure plenty of you can relate i'm sure you did it too where we would turn off the lights Uh and we would all like maybe five couples be not fully having sex but would be making out, tops yes. off, dry humping, fingering, yes. like <laughs> yes. all in the same room, maybe like three feet from each other. 
Yes. And I think back on that now and like that was or in the car. I remember one time we were in the car, me and my best friend and my boyfriend and his best friend. And we were in the front seat and they were in the back seat and we were just hooking up like in the car. Yes. Yeah. Never. Like I said, never fully having sex, but just like it was like, let's start making out. Okay, so weird to me. If I think now about like if the four of us were on vacation and we were just in the living room making out like on two separate couches, like that is so (laughs) that's headed in a totally different direction. Like, again, no shame. But like that is just a whole nother ballgame where I'd have to like mentally prep yeah, myself be, like we're doing it would be this like a, it was this is a conversation that's happening like this is a conversation <laughs> not just like, who's ready to make out y'all like let's go no. and then just like not think anything of it just no it's like, like if, if yeah. yeah my my best friend was getting fingered right over there and i'm over here with my top off and he's like it whatever like, touching my breast at that point <laughs> sexuality was so visceral and like you were just so <sighs> caught up in it because it was so brand new to you that like you i didn't even notice anyone else it was literally it was one of those things where you were like like is is my is are my friends uncomfortable that Evan and I are making out next to them? I don't know. I'm fully probably. I'm, fu- I'm fully. To be honest, in high school, probably not. It was like no one really gave a shit. I'm, I know. I never cared if like my friends were nice to me, like <laughs> making out. I would just be like, I'm either gonna keep watching the movie or I'm gonna leave. Like I don't know, you know. M- me and my best friend later on would just talk about it and be like, Oh, how far did you guys go? Like, yeah, what did you do? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, and I'd be like, Oh yeah, I saw you guys over there. Like, I saw you took off your shirt too. Oh, like, I would like. <laughs> You know what I would live for? I would live when a crew of us would be together and all of a sudden a couple would leave. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get so much tea later. (laughs) Like, I'd be so psyched. Like, I couldn't wait to talk to my girlfriend afterwards. Like, oh my God, Uh tell me everything. Like, where did you guys go? Uh Like, because you knew. It's like, okay, this is going to the next level and we are all so excited for you. (laughs) Or like once we had a uh, tent in my backyard and like, my little boy toy when we were like 16 like drove over my best friend just like went and sat out in the cold like 20 feet away and was just like you guys do your thing in the tent and i'll just be sitting <laughs> what over a good here. friend yeah and then i remember she texted me like are you guys done i'm cold <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> Getting a little like, yeah that was that was that was high school like i remember being in the limo on the way back from prom and just one couple would be literally just oh, like yeah parallel on the seats just like making out just like crazy were the people that you that, that this was happening with with you were like they religious folk or like were was it all my best of- friend at the time and no, my best friend at the time in high school was not. And like she was having sex with her boyfriend, but like I wasn't having sex. And Got it. I didn't it know if it was like, like more of a like a of like a religious piece because we had to like kind of do it in secret. So it was like when all of us would get together, it would be like everyone was going ham versus if like your parents are OK with you. So like if you're having safe sex, you know, whatever I, I you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess none of my parents friends were like. like some of my parents friends were like okay with like having with like allowing a boyfriend or girlfriend to spend the night but like we were still kind of sneaking around and like and even with those parents it wasn't explicit like you may have sex in my house it was kind of like don't ask don't tell you're allowed to have like a part a boyfriend like spend the night yeah so it was still pretty like everyone I feel like was still kind of slinking around because you're also like in high school, you're usually exploring your sexuality for the first time. So you also feel kind of sneaky, like yes. just because of culture and stuff. So I feel like everyone kind of goes through that, like 
we're sneaking off to like go make out kind of thing. There was, you know, what's so funny is my, so my first like my, or my, honestly, my only like longer term boyfriend other than Evan is my friend that I talked about who um, is queer. And at the time, like he oh, yeah. was my, my poor sweet friend was having to go through all the church stuff and was, you know, trying to process all that and, and dating me and trying to figure out like, you know how he felt and yeah, hand dealing with all that shit. And, um, mm. so my, my mom, my mom, my dad though would always take him with us on vacation. Like anytime we would go, even like for two days somewhere, my mom and dad would be like, does he want to come with us? And he'd be like, yeah. And they would literally like, just, they would go to bed like really early and just like, let us just hang. And we, they would take him on vacation and, I I think back and I go, uh, what a waste that him and I weren't sexually attracted. Well, I was I was sexually attracted to him, but he wasn't sexually attracted to me. It's like what a waste that we weren't mutually sexually attracted to each other because we would wow. have just had the grand old time um because we would just stay up and talk, which was also very fun. But it was like I remember being so like, oh my god, it's going to be tonight and so like riled up constantly. But then it was almost like my parents could sense the the sexual energy because like the sexual energy difference because as soon as I started to date Evan, guess who was allowed and brought on the family trips anymore it's like they could sense that it was like there was some extreme sexual tension going on here we're not going to be inviting him to all of our little getaways with jessica you want to know something funny is i was i don't know why this reminded me of it but like my boyfriends were always like i don't know if it's scared or respectful or a mix of both of my parents i would always be the ones like um if we went on a tr- like once or twice we went on a trip like and my boyfriend was allowed to come along and i like, sleep on the couch um because we were like in a serious relationship and so he was allowed to come but my boyfriends were all like or like one time my boyfriend was allowed to spend the night like in our guest room because he was staying up late with us to watch a movie or something but my boyfriends were always scared to hook up in my house when my parents were home they were always i would always be yeah i'd always be sneaking in and be like come on they'd be like no and i'd be like come on they'd be like no like no dude your parents are like no hell i'd be like it's fine they're asleep and my boyfriends would just always be like nah do you want to do some like advice one question yeah before we wrap yeah, up let's like do some that. people ask some oh I, I have a good long question should i read one of them okay 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 yes 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 yes, yes okay yes. so uh one of the broads asked I, I was raised in purity culture now i see how messed up and toxic it is and now that i am married i find myself wanting to try more different things pretty much just doing missionary and girl on top but I don't know what to try and how to go about trying it. When I bring it up, uh, my partner just says, I'll try anything or I don't know what to try. Whatever you want to try is fine with me. Um, But I've been so sheltered in purity culture that I don't even know where to start. I also feel shame around some of the things I'd like to try. What is some advice on things to try slash to uh, how to gain confidence in bed after purity culture? I just want to bring up one thing before we dive into this question, which is, girl, you're saying two different, you're saying two different, you're saying some conflicting things, which this is good because you're saying on one hand, like I've been so sheltered, I don't even know where to start or like what I want to try. Um, But then you also said, I feel some shame around some of the things I'd like to try. So maybe let's, let's begin there with the, the, you, there, so it sounds like you've got some things you know you want to try. Mm-hmm. I know you do because I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Like you say like, oh, I don't know what, like, eh. 
But it sounds like you've got some ideas of stuff that's going to turn you on. So maybe let's start there of the shame, the shame part, because it sounds like you, you, you do have an idea of what you want. You know what? You're so right, Becca. You're so right. It's that. And I and like and broad whoever you may be who sent this in. Um, same with Becca. I've I've had the exact same situation. I still am processing through those situations. Um, same. Because, yeah, I, I, can't, I remember the very first time that I brought up to Evan that, you know, you know, Broad's full disclosure, um, you know, Mama likes to try some, some very, like, very mild BDSM things occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. That's a little more like, you know, I enjoy to try that. I was so... I felt so much shame about that that was something that was interesting to me that for a long time when I wanted to try certain things and Evan was always very open to whatever and he would say, well, what exactly are you meaning that you want to try? And I would be like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just couldn't say it because I just felt so embarrassed and shamed yes. by it. I definitely still deal with it sometimes too. Certain things where I'm just kind of embarrassed. I feel really shy. I still get, you sometimes. know what I get shy still about is role playing. I'll just be like, I kind of want to role play, but I, I, I feel like shy being like, okay, now I'm going to be, you know, Yes, def- I definitely feel timid about that too because it kind of makes your toes curl a little because you also don't want to be cringy. Yeah, like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I would like to be able to win an Emmy for this performance, okay? Like I take my acting very seriously. So like what if I do a shit job? <laughs> Pressure's on, honestly. Like, no, I feel you. I, I definitely still feel shy and tim- for sure. Same, 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 same. Yeah, so... You know, so so just know, first of all, that you are by no means alone. And I think even when you're talking with people who have been removed from purity culture for quite some time, it's still like there's still things that you feel like uncomfortable bringing up. So, Becca, I think you totally like when you said, yeah, there is the there are things that you want to try. So maybe take time really like processing through and maybe even literally writing down what you'd like. And just looking at it and like just and and just having these moments, maybe spend a week like actually visually looking at written down what you are interested in wanting to do in the bedroom. And maybe just mm-hmm. like having that moment with yourself will make you feel more comfortable saying it out loud to your partner or like owning it. Yeah. Also, I was just gonna say what's helped me. And this has been just like a recent revelation i think a lot of times we have these dialogues in our head that we never even consider verbalizing out loud um so before you even talk about your what you want i think what you're saying to us can you can have it with your partner and going like look i'm not gonna lie i feel really shy or embarrassed or like ashamed of some of the things i want to try and i know you say you're down but there's something that's holding me back from yeah. feeling comfortable talking about this yeah no you and i think just even having that like you don't even have to talk about what you want right away just being like i feel like really uncomfortable and i just want you to know that that i feel like really timid and shy or this is awkward or embarrassing for me but there are things that i want i think that that's a gr- that's a great idea and i don't know does this does this seem is is this like I'm just picturing saying to my partner being like, I feel shy and I'm trying to process maybe what I want. Um, And I know that you're saying like you're down to try anything like I don't know what to try. What about this? Will you do this for me? Can we sit like like you're sitting together, maybe having a glass of wine or whatever um, and just say like name a few things. And if I'm interested, I'll nod or something cute like that, like. 
just start yeah. saying a few things and so that's so on a flip side of that you what you have to prepare yourself is to be open now to your partner what your partner might be interested in trying that maybe you haven't thought about or you're not necessarily like processed through but like maybe let your partner just be like name some things and maybe name one thing just maybe that even might be overwhelming name one thing i'll name one thing and you name one thing that we both want to try because you know what the way she's wording this i bet her partner's feeling the same way because his wording doesn't matter if you grow up in purity culture or not i dealt with this with gray too where it's we're both like i don't even know no you both know you both have one or two things in your mind you're scared to say out loud Mm -hmm. You're both embarrassed. He, him saying, no, I'm down for anything, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what, you, no, yeah. that's him like feeling uncomfortable and shy too and not yeah. knowing if you're down or if you'll think it's weird. So that's something that you guys can bond about, about feeling a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, once you start having those conversations about like, I feel uncomfortable bringing this up, you might be surprised how much you and your partner have in common. Like it, it I'm, t- I, you, you're so right. And it like, when if when if you would like if you tell each other like we're both feeling a little shy about this and like you said you're this is someone that you're married to and you are realizing that you want to try things and clearly your partner is at least open to that i am mm-hmm. telling you right now this will bond you two in a very special like fun sexy way where you i don't know if your partner was also raised in in purity culture um i always have this tendency to feel like probably yes I don't know why like my knee-jerk reaction is like probably Mm. like I don't know but um if you guys have that together it's like then this like growth together that's really special and intimate to try these things together for the first time and have that or to have that conversation excuse me for the first time together like I don't know it's it's I know that there's so much there is so much shame surrounding it. So even just having that conversation is, is difficult. I know personally for me, I posted about it recently, but there are um, some things you can find online, but specifically Evian Whitney, who we've had on the podcast on Becca's Mm. done IGs with her um, IGTVs with her. She recently put out a meditation to deal with sexual shame and it is so good. I've been doing it regularly and it's been helping me so much. Like, like I was saying, there's been some random things all of a sudden that I I thought I'm like, I thought I was over this that have been coming out recently that I'm like, oh, no, I need to work through these things and just start. You know what there. I want to say, too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, too? Not not downplaying anything about growing up specifically in purity culture, but there's something I've been realizing. And American culture is purity culture. Mm-hmm. I have to say this. We send so many people mixed messages. Like we we say that mainstream culture is is sex pot or like you know is sexual or whatever. It's not. And you know me being with a man who did not grow up in the church at all, who grew up in liberal LA, still has grown up in a culture that has toxic ideas mm-hmm. about um what women's sexuality should look like about kink about all these different things and I think that so many people even if you haven't grown up in the specific church culture usually have like some aspect of their sexuality that has been suppressed I mean look at even the way you know um just it's only been the past 10 or 15 years that we have seen you know queer characters in mainstream tv I mean and you know it's like this and that's so new that's in the the past even like yeah few years Mm -hmm. A, totally. Mm-hmm. So my point being is like American culture is extremely suppressive just in general 
like not quite to the same level, but I'm I'm I'd be willing to bet that your partner probably even if they're not raised in the church can can um can maybe understand some of like the shame or shyness or embarrassment like yeah. surrounding some of that exploration. I will also agree with you too that it's something Gray and I in the past we've been together three years now and it has only been like in the past six months where we have finally opened up to a point of trust where we can not feel embarrassed talking about what we want and it's funny I we used to think that we were completely opposite in what we wanted and I'd just be like well I like having sex like this and you like having sex like this and like I don't just don't know if we're compatible but when we got to a point of trust where we could open up and be like well, actually, like, I am interested in this. And it's like, wait, I'm interested in that too. Oh my God. And then it's it's so fun. And of course, it doesn't always happen that way. But I think you, a lot of times, if there's something that drew you to that partner in the first place sexually, you're going to find some sort of fun common ground that you guys will bond over and enjoy together. Totally, totally. And like, and yeah, I agree. Like everything you're saying, 100%. And I think- also then not only with discussions with your partner and being aware of like all the things Becca was talking about. And then also um, I know a way that I personally started to feel like more comfortable even having conversations was opening it up to myself. So like maybe that means mm. you going online and getting a like a, just a simple toy or two and taking like almost even meditative time alone and just being by yourself no, you know, it's like if you feel comfortable, like knowing if your partner's gone and just kind of experimenting alone, um, you know, maybe yeah. reading some erotica and like if certain erotica is turning you on and you're like, oh, maybe that's a little more of like my speed and and just experimenting sexually in your own safe space. I know for myself made me feel more empowered to express myself to my partner um uh in more of like a comfortable way and then also um just like doing like, honestly doing things like this like listening to podcasts reading articles that are just very sex positive following sex positive influencers um on instagram mm. um makes it just feel like more of a comfortable communicative conversation as much as like obviously the shame in the purity culture is still there it just I know for myself, when I started to follow more sex positive influencers and reading more articles, it was like it helped me focus like my narrative on on what I believe to be the correct thing versus versus like, you know, my upbringing. Like it just became more yeah. what I was what was coming into my brain more often and what I was seeing more often, you know, which by the way, I think we should have Evian on the podcast again. Also, we did get questions related to sexual trauma and how to, you know, have a sex life following. I think it might be a great opportunity to bring um, Jiminika back on the podcast. Maybe, maybe she might be down to have some conversations about that too. You know, I actually was recently just chatting with Evian and Jiminika, who both want to come back on the podcast. Maybe, oh, maybe I don't know if they'd be down. Maybe the both of them could come on next week together and we could answer some more of these questions. I mean, I'm down. Does that sound like Are you down? <laughs> I'm super down. Broads, let us know. But like, I think that would be really fun for our Thursday episode next week. Um, Evian and Jiminika are just so incredible um, to have them on. And they're like, you know, this is like, this is what they do for a living, their education. And I believe yes. they would be able to answer. Yes. Cause there were some questions here that were very like serious and I wanted to have a conversation with, but I'm like, I feel like having 
a professional like Jiminika or Evian on, um, they'd be able to speak better into that than I know. Well, I yay. To. I'm excited to continue some of these conversations. So, so fun, fun as always. Well, bro, that was, this was so fun. It's, you know, it's, it's been a while since we, do, we dove into questions like this. Right. This is, you know, it's always a good conversation. Ready to do it again. <laughs> I also think we should have, I do think that we should also have a guys episode where we answer sex related questions. Love. And get the, and just do, just, I, I mean, they'll be so fun and it'll be silly and and probably great too. We should do that at some point in the future. I actually, there's, there's actually a lot of opportunities that I'll talk with you after too, but I had a couple other ideas too to have for people to have on. So stay tuned, bro. Oh my God. If you hate sex content, sorry, time to unsubscribe (laughs) because we're going to be getting into it. It's time to get into it, broads. We love you. Um, We will chat soon. Remember Thursday, we're going to do our recap. Thanks for being patient, but I'm sure I appreciate the patience. I'm sure you enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed this episode. So, uh, and hopefully we'll have those special guests for our recap. So um, we'll chat then. Chat soon. Chat soon.